Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Cubs on Tap after dark tonight. I'm Joey Ricotta at Joey Knows Nothing, joined tonight by the great Nick Hudson at Nick underscore on tap. We are recapping a 5-4 Cubs victory in extras in Pittsburgh. Clutch. Clutch. I think that's the best word for tonight's game. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into all of it. It's late. Hopefully some people can join us here because we love talking and interacting with people. Nick, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. A great Cubs W. Hometown hero, Ian Happ, in the third spot, delivers. So it was great to see. Um, but I'm excited to talk some Cubs baseball, especially a win. Yeah, man. I'm excited too. I mean, we, even though it is late and I was like kind of thinking in my head, like, all right, we're just going to hop on here. We're just going to go. We still ended up talking for about 25 minutes before we hopped on here. Um, that's just kind of how it goes, but it's been a minute since me and you have done a show together. So, um, that's just how it goes. You said it though. Ian Hap, Ian, Mr. Three hitter Hap. I got it in my tag name here. Um, wow. I mean, we've been talking smack about it here for a while. Like, not – it's collectively at this point. It's not just Cubs on tap. It's it's kind of everybody screaming from their couch saying, get him out of the three-hole because he seems to be coming up in clutch situations and not producing more often than not. And you got Cody Bellinger waiting behind him and uh, not getting an opportunity sometimes with, with two outs and then Ian being the third out there. But – and we've been asking. I've, I kind of like the idea, and Ron, I know Ron has said this too. He likes the idea of Candelario there in the three-hole. But tonight, in extras, yes, it wasn't like a hard hit ball or anything. It was just kind of a little floater out there. But it got the job done. I want to start there before we get into Justin Steele. And he had a good outing tonight as well. But, yeah, Nick, thoughts on half, thoughts on the way this game just shook out overall. Heck, yeah. Well, I mean, it was great to see and Hap do that. It was very clutch, as you said, very clutch indeed. Um, when you're a visiting team in that extra inning rule game, you, you want those two runs. So that was very huge um, to get those two runs there. As you saw in the second part uh, of the inning, that sacrifice fly would have just been a tie game had we not gotten the second run. Typically how it goes if you're the visiting team and only get the one run. So that was great to see. Um, but overall, I thought the Cubs did a good job of battling. Um, it was not, you know, none of these games are very breathe easy. They've all been very close. Um, and this was another really close game. But the Cubs, they hanged in there. They stayed mentally tough. The at-bats looked great all the way throughout. Um, so it, it was good to see. And Steele, I mean, what else can you say about him? Two earned runs. He's up there. And, he, and finally, the national media is talking about him because he deserves it, man. He is just amazing. Yeah, he's got to be in that discussion for Cy Young. I, I know they've been trying to kind of like, how long can we go before we actually have to throw him in the discussion? Seems to be like an MLB-wide type of thing. But if you're not talking about Justin Steele up there in the race, I'm not saying that he is the Cy Young. Like, there's guys that are, you know – for good reason also in the, their hats in the ring. But this is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere 
at least not popping up on the radar on, on the national level. So definitely needs to be in that ring. And I think he's got as good of a shot as anyone to win the Scion, especially if you think about it. Just where the team would be without him in the rotation right now, right? Like, you know, Strowman being hurt, um, guys not producing, and then Jed Hoyer today was in front of microphone saying that Smiley likely would be going back to the bullpen. Um, where would this team be without Justin Steele? Another quality start tonight. Six innings, two earned runs. Um very solid stuff for Mr. Steele. Yeah, I mean, the team would be in big trouble because he's the solid guy, and he's remained that throughout all the way. Um, he stayed healthy, knock on wood. So it's just he is that guy to just give you the breathe easy game. The Cubs just couldn't give you the offense to make it happen, but he's the guy to do that. When I see his name up there, I'm like, I'm just excited to watch this game because you know he's going to go out there and do great stuff. And, we project we project him to have like a better season and come really into his self. And I think he's gone way above what we ever thought that he was gonna be doing. Um, so I'm just I'm really astonished by like the year he's had, but for the Cubs it's necessary because the type of brand of baseball they play, you need those guys to shut things down and Cubs aren't gonna put up big numbers, so to have him you know, not give up a lot of earned runs consistently and give you quality starts, it's huge. It's absolutely huge, man. And the bullpen behind him tonight was really good. Zeros on the board. I mean, yeah, that was a lie. One run, but it wasn't earned. Uh, it's, count. it's yeah, a fake baseball run. <laughs> that doesn't count at all. And, 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 to your point earlier, too, about, you know, getting that extra run there in the 10th inning. Absolutely huge. And give Dansby credit, Dansby Swanson, all the credit in the world, because that's a tough read on a ball like that, you know, watching it where it's kind of that little looper. You don't know quite how that if it's going to drop, um, you know, with the fielder, how fast they're getting in there, the right fielder. And by the time they get to that ball, if you don't make up the decision when you did when Dansby did for that, for example, you're not scoring on that play. Like you're not scoring because that he's right next to the ball and he can pick it up and just chuck it and get you out. And Dansby, the all the hustle, you can see the passion when he scores too. I mean, he's he's fired up. I love that. Um you got some hard workers on this team, you know? That's what I love. I love a good hard-working team. This is a hard-working team, fight-till-the-end type of team. Every night, we see it every night. Exactly, and we're so blessed to have that type of baseball in our, you know, in our city because it's just it's refreshing to see guys that actually care about the game every moment, no matter how it's going. Um, they run out every single ball regardless, and it's just it's good. It's it's solid baseball is what we've are we're being accustomed to seeing out there on the field so you're right man you hit it right on the head it's just great to have that solid team behind you that defense just it's solid it's it doesn't really fail so it's 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 so awesome yeah man um i'm hoping they can keep it going tomorrow because this is a game and by the way 
Cubs faced an old friend tonight. It was mentioned uh, Rob's is Trisney, who was really good in 2016 with the Cubs um, in his brief appearance. I think he played like was it 16 games. He got just selected today by the Pirates. Um, from just got selected. He's, first start he's made since 2016 when he was with the Cubs, who that year when he got the start, it was like everything was all wrapped up. The Cubs had it all, you know, figured out by September 29th. His first and only major league start came in Pittsburgh against the Pirates uh, in 2016. Then again tonight against the Cubs as a member of the Pirates. So that's kind of cool. Um, cool stuff there. We, I just had no idea he was even still around, if I'm being honest. Like, this guy's been a journeyman uh, minor leaguer. But it's cool to see him still out there. Um, yeah, I guess we could kind of shift a little bit to the bats, though, even though we talked about Hap a little bit. There was a guy that we talked about pre-show who I think deserves some credit. Obviously, Nico had a good night, two for five. Aron Ribby, Hap, one for four. The big hit there late with the Ribby. Um, I only gave him one RBI on that, which I guess it makes sense. Um, one for four, a ribby for belly, the big one early. Suzuki, one for five, a run. He's starting to get pretty hot here, which is awesome to see. Yeah. But Jan Gomes, I mean, the only guy that didn't have a hit, the only guys that didn't have hits, um, were Swanson and Candelario. The Candelario had a ribby, Swanson had a walk and a run. Gomes, Jan Gomes, two for five a run. He's been clutch, man. He has been so freaking clutch. It's always just the clutch factor with him. It's not like he's blowing you out of the water with crazy numbers, but what are your thoughts on Jan Gomes? Because you had quite a few of them for me, I think. Yeah, dude, he's just been so fun to watch at the plate. Like, he's been such an unexpected story. And earlier this year, I said there's going to be need to be someone that's just like, not expected to be good, but becomes really good. And he's just looking like the guy because in situations where you need someone to deliver and they're not delivering, Jan Gomes is there. And he's just, you know, he's a solid veteran guy on this team. Um, he may not look like he provides a lot of presence, but he does. Uh, so I think that he's just that secret weapon for the Cubs that when he's out there, everything feels very magical almost because he's just got like you said something when he comes up to the plate in those situations he delivers it's not always hit hard but it always finds a spot and he's just i've just seen like things that i did not expect to see out of Jan gomes this year i don't think any of us expected him to be this good so i was scared about the catching position for sure coming into this year um but he's really taken a lot of that worry and uh issues out of that you know narrative he's made it better yeah i'll say this i wasn't super scared of the catcher position as like uh obviously from a defensive standpoint yeah defense yeah um and i i kind of was willing to i think i said this earlier i said this last year even i was willing to kind of punt the position from an offensive standpoint for one season um if that was the position you kind of decided to punt, right? But it's it hasn't been a punt. Like, Jan Gomes is contributing with the bat late in games, clutch situations, high leverage. 
I freaking love it. And Tyler and Scott Crawford are in the comments. Scott gave us some great news a little bit ago while you were talking, Nick. D-Bags, three, Reds, two. He nice. spelled that way, by the way. I didn't mispronounce it. Um, <laughs> but it's a good thing, D-bag. you know. D-Bags. Uh, Tyler, what's up, boys? He said he'll what's be up, there Tyler? tomorrow in the flesh. Yeah, he'll be there tomorrow in the flesh to see the professor in class. Nice. That's one of the series tomorrow. And then long comment here. So let me see. Kind of off topic, Tower says. But with the Shohei news, I think Belly's price just went up. Tonight he proved once again why he's worth the price, whatever it is, and why we should re-sign him, why we should re-sign the guy. So I think he's – Is are you asking, Tower? Like, I think – I mean, I think we should re-sign him. Like, yeah. I definitely oh, think that they're gonna make, they're yeah, gonna put that, yeah. that offer on the table and see, you know, see if he goes for it. I mean, yeah. Scott Boris, it can be tough, but you know, the Cubs are in a good position to sign him. And like Tyler mentioned, with Shohei Otani injury, the Cubs are probably not going to go after Otani, so they can kind of put all their focus into Bellinger if they want to, trying to keep him around. But he's just a piece you can build around because he's been unbelievable yeah dude it's 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 absolutely incredible to watch this guy go out there and continue to rake night in night out like it's the it's the clutch factor with him too like yeah it's becoming that sort of thing where he just gets that hit early in games late in games exactly on he it's just he carries the show and and yeah, Tyler's here talking about Jan Gomes, too. I wouldn't doubt for a second that teams called asking what that guy's price is or was at the deadline. Yeah, probably. Like, I thought I thought he would have been a decent trade candidate because you had, you know, kind of before they were in full buy mode, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. you had a guy waiting in the wings there who wasn't getting all the much that much playing time in Miguel Amaya. Yeah. And then you still would have had Tucker Barnhart, so you could have played the whole well, we want Amaya to play. Yeah. And just we'll just use Barnhart as like a, a spare tire or something. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he's if he, if we could use him as a spare tire. <laughs> hey, that's a little rude there, Nick. I don't know. It's a little rude. I I actually don't think he he just didn't he just didn't fit. He just Yeah. We you have the depth. I mean, really. You got two guys that are fully capable and he can't True. hit worth a shit and not to be too rude to the guy, but he just, it was yeah. time. I've always had a thing against him when he was with the Reds, broke my heart a couple times. Still yeah. salty. I never forgave him. We were just talking about those old Reds guys too, off air about, you know, uh, it was one of the guys, Adam Dunn, Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce. Eugenio Suarez. Worst one. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. There's some pirates in there too that we could name. I feel like McCutcheon. Yeah. McCutcheon for yeah. sure. Starling Marte. Mm-hmm. When he was with the Pirates. I feel like he still hurts him even when he's not on the Pirates. But yeah, yeah. Just whatever. Well, I mean, I, I did back to like the Cody Bellinger thing. The one thing I was thinking of, do you think that he feels since the Cubs fixed whatever was going on that he kind of like 
he would want to stay with that lab since they kind of like figured it out. Do you think that would play into his decision of signing? I absolutely think it should because if you're a team, if you're, if you're Cody, right, you, you're working with, it's the comfortability level. It's the bounce back that you needed at a key time in your career. And it's earning you more money if the team is willing to pay you the money or close to the money that you wanted to get regardless, and you feel good about that situation where you can go out there and just ball out continuously, just season after season potentially, you stay. You absolutely stay. Plus, it's a good team. It's a great city. It's an up-and-coming team. You are going to be set, and you are in a very good position because not only if they do decide that they want to continue to spend after shelling out the money, they can do that. So it's a no-brainer to me. You stay with the up-and-coming team. You don't go to a team that's kind of on, oh, yeah, they might be in a better position immediately for a World Series. Maybe that's true somewhere else if you're star-studded enough. This is a team that can absolutely be in that thick of things for years to come. So I think you keep them, but yeah. What do you, what do you think if you're Cody? Like how? Yeah. Yeah. I think a hundred percent more like what you said, the comfortable factor, like comfortability is a huge thing for a guy, uh, especially someone that saw the struggles that he saw, like such, such highs and then such lows. Um, that's a hard thing to go through as an athlete and to come back from. And I do feel like when someone has fixed that or, kind of like shown you the way that you feel almost like a mutual connection that you want to stick around with them. So I'm hoping that's the case. And I mean, I just love the development of the Cubs. Like it's looking like we have a really good development program because a lot of these guys, like they get fixed here. Yeah. It seems that way. Like there's some guys where it's, you know, you try the reclamation project and it might not work, but it does really feel like for the most part, they're, they're getting him right outside of, you know, Trey Mancini, who I thought would have been better. But that's it's going to happen. You're going to have those disappointments there, too. You're not going to strike gold with all these guys that, you know, come off of down years or whatnot. But um, <laughs> Tyler's cracking me up in the comments, too. Uh, <laughs> the Adam Dunn comment. Adam Dunn, the greatest Red to ever play. Tell those fart knocker Reds fans. Come at me. I'm not scared. A little drunk, but not scared. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, Cody has found a place that is comfortable. That meant a lot to a guy. That means a lot to a guy. So I'm I'm just very slow and behind with my reading skills. Uh, my comprehension level is not that good right now because it's 11.38 at night. It's hot as shit in this house because I do not have an AC on. Oh, jeez. Um, no, I've been using the window. Yeah, we've been using the, the window ACs, but not in this room. So I got the little fan going, Nick. Look at poor people problems, all right? Um, but no, I, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. But no, Nick, let's let's talk a little bit more about the game that was tonight. Uh, anything you saw that kind of stuck out or – I mean – Good close victory. Like, I feel like you're just kind of sneaking these victories in at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and it's, it's nice to yeah, see. It's, it's, it's a little nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. 100%, man. And like, 
that's a perfect segue into what I saw because one of the things that I saw, and we were talking about it off air a little bit, um, with these close games comes a guy that comes in there in the last inning and just shuts shit down, and that's Adbert Azalea. And I absolutely love the Adbert uppercut. That's what I'm calling the Adbert uppercut. He just puts it all out there at the end, and he just lets loose, man. Like, even after, you know, they're all in a line, they're all just high-fiving, he's still just going crazy. So he his passion just gets me so pumped. And when he's in those moments where, like, he's giving up some hits, he's getting hit around a little bit and stuff, he stays very calm. But then at the end, when he finishes shit off, he just lets it all go. And I love that because – He's doing something um, like as a closer to build up that adrenaline to make yourself angry, um, and it's working because he's just delivering. He he's electric, and it's it's great to have a guy like that. Those last three outs are hard to get. They are. They're hard to get, but for him, he <laughs> relishes in it. Like he he thrives it. And I love what you said. That the Edward uppercut, Brian did. Terrific work on the the graphic with the, you know, he splits out wide and it's got the colors flashing the different eyebrows lies with the uppercut as he's doing it. Like it's, it's, it's something you look forward to seeing it every night, Not, not just the graphic. Of course we look forward to seeing the graphic too, but every night that he does it is like, it makes every single win. That's a close victory that, much sweeter because I feel like it's like a Mortal Kombat, like finishing, like he <laughs> he's finishing the game. Yeah. You know, like who who's the Mortal Kombat character? Finish that, and you still like, it. <laughs> yeah, just hit him with the uppercut and just literally him. just end him. Yeah, that's him. And you're right; he relishes in it. He loves it. He wants that adrenaline. It's almost like it's. If it's not hard enough, he makes it harder, and then he just finishes it. You know? Right. Like, it's crazy. Like, and everyone at home is just, oh, my God. <laughs> We're all just freaking out. These close games, it's nuts. Yeah, you and I are pulling our hair out, and Abbott's just like, feed me more. He's like doing a ride back, like <laughs> the old WWE character. Um, speaking of which, too, I, said, I know Scott Tyler's in the – comments here uh bray wyatt r.i.p to bray wyatt who passed yeah. away 36 years old wrestler um not that's not his real name i i don't have his real name i forget his real name but uh big time wrestler the yeah. fiend um talented super talented hell of a character that's just i don't even know i know he was dealing with an illness too that was life-threatening before but got me on that topic just speaking of wwe but um, and like I said, I know Tyler's a big wrestling fan too, but, um, Scott on a lighter note, Scott Crawford in here, you have to pay the electricity bill to run the AC. Listen, listen, Scott, the electricity's paid for because the light's on in here. So don't give me that shit. Um, saving some money. And I will also say, yeah, exactly. Plus this is like the only room that it's not like, this is the hottest room in the house because this door stays closed and the window ACs out there anyways anyways 35 games to go 22 wins gives the Cubs a 49% chance of winning the central 
Uh, I'm going to say the odds are higher than that. I am. Yeah. I'm going to say the odds are higher than that. Milwaukee series. They play the they play the Milwaukee Brewers, and they can definitely take care of business. It, you just have to take care of your own business, I think. Um, yeah. Do I actually? I am getting nervous though with these close victories. I will say that. Like, where's your kind of matchup level? Like, the, the Brewers have to lose some games to some other teams at some point, right? Like, what's happening? Every time we win, every time the, the Cubs win, the Brewers just. What's happening? I don't understand it. I don't even their lineup. It doesn't make sense why they're winning the way they're winning. I don't understand it. But like you said, it can't continue. And that's what I said with the Reds. And look at what happened. So I I still feel the same way with the Brewers. I think the the Cubs are a more consistent, solid approach team. Like even though Craig Council is the manager for the Brewers, which huge advantage, I still think the Cubs are a more solid like defense and. When they hit and like they string hits together, they could put a crooked number up actually pretty quickly. So it's tough. I mean, it's all going to depend on the Milwaukee. The Milwaukee series is going to be a huge series. Yeah, I'm a little nervous for it. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm always nervous for a Milwaukee series, especially late. Well, we've just seen how that has played out at times over history and. Yeah, I mean, the Cubs can easily take care of business against them, too. They've done that, but, yeah. And, look, we were there opening day this year, last year. Pretty good time, right? So I, I'm just going to keep those vibes. That's what I'm going to keep those vibes. Stay strong, positive me- mentality here. Um, but, yeah, Nick, I think that's about – oh, one last bit of news, too. Keegan Thompson's back. Yeah, we didn't see him today. He didn't pitch tonight, uh, but he's back. Michael Rucker got sent down, which not gonna say I'm like, oh yay, not gonna celebrate Michael Rucker getting sent down. But I never really feel ever feel comfortable with Michael Rucker in the game. So why not throw Keegan in there? And I feel like while well, I was, I think I was looking at, let's see, what was his recent stats like over the last four games i had it pulled up here then i pulled up rob's Strisney stats that's why i lost it but anyway i think it was like a 2.16 over his last four outings or something the last eight and a third uh 2.16 era one walk eight strikeouts something like that so he's been pitching better down at triple a um but yeah, hopefully he can kind of pick up where he was last season. Like, cause this is a guy that we all expected to have a better season, I think, than yeah. what he has had. And maybe some of that was a little bit of arm fatigue or the injury. Um, I don't know, Nick. What are you? What are your thoughts on Keegan being back? You happy? Yeah, I'm happy Keegan's back. It sounded like, um, you know, he had something mechanic-wise that they had to fix, and um, hopefully he can replicate that now throughout the stretch of these games. Um, I think it's really important for his confidence to get him back up here and try to get him some success, maybe some good matchups, just to, like, set him up so he gets a little bit of a soft landing, Um, which could be difficult because these games are so close, but... I mean, regardless, it's good that he's worked his way back up 
in general. So that's a boost just regularly for him. So I hope that he does better because, like you said, we were expecting a lot out of him. I was also expecting a lot. Um, but I think this is growing pains, some fatigue, and maybe some mechanic issue um, type of thing. So it could be, you know, a down year, but could have been a very big learning year for him. We just don't know yet. I hope so. I, ho- I hope it is a, like a learning year, you know, as far as mechanics go. And, um, you know, I know Velo was down very early on spring training, which happens, but then kind of carried over just a little bit. Um, it's good to see him back, though. And, you know, yeah, he is getting built up a little bit with the minors. Seems like pretty regularly lately he's been hitting that two-inning mark um, in his stints down at AAA. So I, I like to see that because with some of these shorter and shorter outings we've been seeing out of the rotation, you're going to need some more of those guys that can go, go multiple innings. And if Keegan can be that kind of dude who he's shown in the past that he can – I'm all for it, man. But let's see it. Like, go go out there, be that bulldog, be someone who we even considered at one point, you know, earlier in the year, people were calling for Keegan to be the closer, right? Yeah. So I'm glad it's Abbott, but I I think he's got all the potential to be that, like, fireman type of pitcher out of the bullpen too. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a good point because he definitely could be that. I could totally see him. And with the questions in the rotation right now, you're going to need that. Yeah, it's too many questions in that rotation for my my liking right now. But, hey, maybe we see Wicks here soon. I think Jordan Wicks, people are knocking on that door. And it sounds like that might be something that's happening Sunday maybe. Sounds like it could be. Maybe. So I didn't I don't think they made an official announcement, any official announcement on that, but with Smiley going back to the pen, what it sounds like. Somebody's getting that that look. So yeah. Nick, with that said, any final thoughts on tonight's game or any of the news news related stuff before we kind of look ahead to tomorrow's game against the Pirates? Um, I just, it was a solid game for the Cubs, another really close game, but hard fought. Um, like you said, they're almost playing down to the competition. I don't like that. So these close games with teams like Pittsburgh, a little harder to swallow, but still they, they pulled it out. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, and it was a good narrative. Like you said, uh, our friend came back and he pitched in 2016, against Pittsburgh and then comes back to Pittsburgh to pitch against the Cubs. So that's pretty cool. So it was a, it was a fun game overall. Yeah. It's different. Like it's like they used him as an opener against the <laughs> Cubs. I don't know if that was just to be like, Hey, you're going to start against your former team. And like maybe they were buying, they were like playing into the narrative. I don't know, but could be, it's kind of cool that way. But tomorrow, Nick tough matchup. Facing off against Mitch Keller, pitcher I've always believed in, uh, becoming a success story. And I'm not alone thinking that. I think a lot of people have thought very highly of him as a prospect, and he didn't really have initial success for a long time. You know, now he's kind of, as with the season went on, he had his struggles this year too. But um, for the most part, he's been 
pretty damn good. I know Jake Banowski likes Mitch Keller a lot too from the Dingers uh, podcast. We've had conversations in the past about him, but we're going to face him. The Cubs are going to face him tomorrow night, 6.05 Central Time at PNC Park. And then, as Tower said, because Tower will be in attendance, uh, Kyle Hendricks, the professor, going for the Cubbies, 3.83 ERA, 64 strikeouts on the season. Uh, he's not a strikeout machine. We know that. But, Nick, what do the Cubs need to do, and what are you expecting the Cubs to do uh, tomorrow? Are they getting a victory? What do they need to do to get a victory tomorrow? I think what they need to do is be um, fairly aggressive just overall at the plate, especially on the base paths, try to steal a couple runs, especially against Keller. Um, that's going to be really important. And then they just have to stay solid defensively, no mistakes, don't give up easy runs or easy bases. And then Kyle Hendricks has to not lean so much on the changeup. I mean, early on I was like, I love when he uses the changeup, use it, use it, use it, but – Lately, he's been getting hit really hard on the changeup if he just only uses that. So he's got to set it up. I like when he mixes in a few fastballs here and there. Um, so sometimes, you know, that happens. But he's the professor, so just go out there and make me look bad. That's Overall, that's what I want him to do. I think that's a, just a good motto, like a right? good way to live by. Like I, I almost – Sometimes I feel like that's the best way to be is like, all right, I'm going to talk negatively about you. Just know I don't mean it, and please do something good. Yeah, because you're like light years better talent-wise. <laughs> I can never do what you do. You're the professor. So why am I saying anything? But in my opinion, I think that you know he leans a little heavy on the changeup at times. But it's a good pitch, so why the hell good. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, right. I get what you're saying, though. Like There are times where... I kind of feel the same way. Sometimes I feel that way with his curveball, though, too. He doesn't – granted, he hasn't thrown it a ton. I, I'd have to look at his exact, like, percentage this year. But I feel like in recent years he's been trying to throw it more and more, and then there's times where it gets a little bit lazy early in the count. And I'm like, that's just not the spot. Like, fastball changeup, those two pitches, sinker and the, and the changeup. Yeah. It's fine, like it, especially with your accuracy and the movement and how they play off each other. Like you don't really need too much more. But again, kind of like you said, he is the professor, and who does more research and who studies opponents more than Kyle Hendricks from the sounds of it? So, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I really don't. No, no, exactly. I honestly, I want to see him go deep because I love when Kyle Hendricks just goes deep into a game. He looks so good, and I want one of those classic, like, deep starts. That's what the Cubs need is something like very breathe easy because it's just been so intense. And I, I, I'm sure the Cubs fans feel it too because it just eyeball test feels like it's just been every game very intense, very much like on the edge of your seat going, please make this stop. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bad ride right now. <laughs> yeah, but technically a good one because we're not like down bad at all. True, it's like so it, it's just a weird feeling, right? <laughs> it's like front seat of the ro of the roller coaster. <laughs> it's front seat. It, it is because it's like you don't really want to be front seat, but you had the best 
it was the best ride. It was the best <laughs> seat in the house for that ride. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm kind of enjoying it though too. Like you had these you had these signature type of streaks though too, in the really the, the most special seasons in Cubs history, right? Like there were there were points of that season where it wasn't easy. Like there there were times where you're like, how did you just win that game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're seeing a lot of that here, like kind of continuously, and that's I think what's worrisome, especially with you know, not knowing who you can rely on uh, rotationally or in the rotation. But um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. There's going to be – there's a lot more fun to come, hopefully, for the for the Cubs this season. And, um, you know, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. So could could all go downhill real fast. We could be on the, the back of the roller coaster. But, <laughs> yeah, Nick. Any final thoughts before we kind of wrap it up and hope for a W tomorrow? Just get the W. Get the W and continue to get the Ws. That's what we need. Just put them in the left-hand column. I love it. Keep keep racking them up. Keep counting them. Who's your fly the W pick, actually, before we go? I'm going to go Suzuki. He's really heating up, and I just want him to continue to – stay on the uprise because when he's hot, like the lineup looks way deeper. I'm going to say Ian doesn't leave Pittsburgh without a homer. There you go. Well, hometown hero action. Yep. Ian Happ. You don't leave without a homer. Let's go, baby. Big, big clutch hit extras tonight. Maybe gets that confidence. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, yeah, with that said, if we don't have any other final thoughts other than that, we are Cubs on Tap. You can follow us on Twitter at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S on Tap. Nick is at Nick underscore on Tap. I am at Joey Knows Nothing. Follow everyone else. Follow the Dingers podcast. Follow Juice on Tap, Loose on Tap, Juice on Tap, Loose on Tap, at TeddyFreddy270. At Bulls Guy Rob, um, there's a few other ads in there that I'm missing. Um, follow Scott Crawford. He's in the comments here. He's always talking Cubs on Twitter. Go follow Scott Crawford. Scott, I don't know your handoff. I should know this. I absolutely should know this. Um, I do not know your handle off the top of my head. I'm, I'm terrible at the handle thing. Um, but anyways, and it's X. It's not even Twitter. It's X, right? X Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it's it's like X. See, it's perfect for the Cubs. Though. It's X. And they got a W. You should just put a W next to it. <laughs> there you go. X Twitter. Um, but yeah, we're going to get out of here. Go ahead and check out all the content at ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on all social media platforms. Um, that's about it. What do you say? We get on out of here the only way we know how every single time? Heck yeah. Fuck the Cardinals. And let's go, Cubbies. Big W, baby. Big W.